very good morning on behalf of Teach 613. We welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Rosh Hashanah Lamed, Rosh Hashanah 30a, pagination page 59. We're going to start from the facing page. So we're on Chavtesamid Bay's 29b, pagination 58, about a quarter of the way down at the new Perak, the new Mishnah Yom Tov Shal Rosh Hashanah, regarding the mitzvah of shofar blown on Rosh Hashanah. Our theme is the takanos, the legislations of a very dynamic personality, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, one of the people of enormous impact in terms of Jewish history. We have the time period of the destruction of the second Beis HaMikdash, and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was the leading sage who effected the transition from Beis HaMikdash living to the time of the Golos. And we'll see three legislations that Rabbi Echenen ben Zakkai made to adjust things appropriately for the times post Beis HaMikdash era. So the Mishnah tells us, Yom Tov Shor Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Tov Shor Rosh Hashanah, Shechol Yos B'Shabbos, if it fell out on Shabbos, Ba'mikdash Hayutokim Avalo Ba'medina. They would blow shofar in the Beis HaMikdash, but they would not blow shofar in the rest of the land. We'll see in a moment the reason for that. That's in the Gemara. But before we go there, Let's just continue with a drop more of the Mishnah. Mishachorav Beis HaMikdash, once the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, Hiskin Rabbi Yechelen ben Zakkai, Rabbi Yechelen ben Zakkai made a legislation, Shiyutokim b'chomokom sheyesh bo bezdin, that they should blow shofar any place that has a bezdin, not just Beis HaMikdash being special, there's no longer a Beis HaMikdash in his time. He made a legislation that this specialness of blowing on Shabbos should apply when there's a Bezdin, so that we should not lose the mitzvah of blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah. Drop down towards the bottom of the page, counting up from the wide four lines, and the Gemara tells us, there's a teaching that Rabbah taught us, the Omar Rabbah, Everybody's obligated in blowing shofar, in hearing the shofar blast, but not everybody knows how to do it. We're worried, a person will have a shofar, and he's going to go outside on Shabbos carrying the shofar, to go to an expert to learn how to blow shofar, thinking that he's got to blow it. He doesn't realize. You just go to the main shul, and over there they have it all arranged. We're worried about this Jew, who if you tell him he's got to do shofar, he's going to walk outside with a shofar, forgetting that it's Shabbos, and that's restricted. That's why we don't do lulav on Shabbos. That's why we don't read Megillah's Esther on Shabbos. And as far as Megillah Esther goes, we arranged the schedule so that Purim doesn't fall out on Shabbos. The calendar is designed as such. 
As far as Lulav goes, we simply will not take it on Shabbos. We'll take it the rest of Yom Tif. But coming back to Shofar, we have this theme. There are many that comment at the tremendous unity of Klal Yisrael, because this Jew who's going to carry outside on Shabbos, carrying his shofar, doesn't realize that all you have to do is come to shul and be taken care of. He's not exactly the most knowledgeable of people. And we still make a legislation and lose the power of shofar when Yosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos for his sake. And the logic appears to be that such a Jew who's running through the streets on Shabbos with his shofar because he wants to do the mitzvah. On Rosh Hashanah, he got turned on and he wants to do the mitzvah. Such a person is a person that we want on our team. And instead, we publicize that there is no mitzvah of shofar when it falls out on Shabbos in order that he should not come to a violation. Let's move on to another Takana of Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai on today's daf, Rosh Hashanah Lamid, Rosh Hashanah 30a, towards the bottom of the page, maybe 15 lines up, Masnisen, a new Mishnah. Barishonah ha-yaha lulav nita ba-mikta shiva uva madina yom echad. Originally, the lulav was taken in the Beis HaMikdash for all seven days of Sukkot, and outside the Beis HaMikdash for only one day. This is based on a very simple Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Ulekachtem lochem bayom harishon, a global mitzvah to take lulav on the first day, and that applies everywhere. And then the Pasuk tells us, Usamachtem lefnei Hashem alokechem shivas yomim, the joy in front of Hashem, meaning the Beis HaMikdash, was for seven days. And that was the original ruling. Mishachar of Beis HaMikdash, when the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, Hiskin Rabbi Yechinen ben Zakkai, Rabbi Yechinen ben Zakkai made a legislation, that outside the Beis HaMikdash, we should take Lulav for all seven days to remember the Beis HaMikdash. And that's the way we do it today. We take it outside the Beis HaMikdash for all seven days, but we understand that it's Dirabonon. The first day or days is going to be, first two days perhaps, is going to be Mida Oraisa, or at least Sveika Mida Oraisa. But the rest of the days are referred to as Midrabonon, Rabbinic, based on this legislation. Also, and we'll get to this in a moment. The final words of the Mishnah, and the day of waving, referring to second day of Pesach, when the Omer was brought, a special carbon that was brought to allow use of the new grain, the new crop of grain. First, the carbon in the Beis HaMikdash had to be done. So Rabbi Yechon legislated that after the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, really the rule is that you could start using the new grain, Mishaheir, from sunrise of the 16th day of Nisan, because that was the day that the carbon would have been brought if the Beis HaMikdash was standing, but being that it wasn't standing, the start of that day permits the new grain, Rabbi Yechonim and Zakei legislated that we should make believe the Beis HaMikdash would be standing and you should not use the new grain until 
either the carbon is brought or that day when it would have been brought has expired. We'll get to that in a moment. So the Gemara tells us the beginning of the next line, How do you know that you make a remembrance for the Beis HaMikdash, like Rabbi Yechenen ben Zakkai did, that he wants to remember that in the Beis HaMikdash they used to take the Lula for seven days. And the Gemara answers, based on a Pasuk, towards the end of the next line, Tzion he. The Pasuk talks about Tzion, Doresh Einla, there's no one who seeks it, there's no one who remembers it. Mechlal Deboi Derisha, apparently from that Pasuk, we're lamenting that no one seeks it. It needs to be sought. Someone needs to remember Tzion, the great loss, the greatness that was, the greatness that we yearn for. Someone's got to remember. And therefore, Rabbi Yechelen ben Zakkai made this legislation to remember Yerushalayim Tzion. The final words of the Mishnah were, V'sheyeheyom henef kulo asr that the day of waving should be entirely prohibited from using the new grain. My time, why, the Gemara asks, Mehero yibane ha-mikdash, because speedily the base ha-mikdash will be rebuilt, v'yomru, and people are going to say, Ishtakid milo ochanu beheyer mizrach. Last year didn't we eat it as soon as there was light in the east, meaning sunrise of the 16th, this year also we can eat with sunrise of the 16th of Nisan. And they don't realize the Ishtaked Lohava Omer. Last year there was no Besamikdash, there was no Omer, Heyer Mizrach Hitir, and therefore with sunrise you could eat. But now that there is a Besamikdash and there is a carbon Omer, you have to wait for the Omer to be brought. And that was Rabbi Yechen and Ben Zakkai's legislation because we expect the Beis HaMikdash to be rebuilt any day. I heard a beautiful explanation that links these two legislations that we see here on today's daf in that when Rabbi Yechen and Ben Zakkai made a legislation to remember the Beis HaMikdash and therefore we should take Lulaf for seven days outside the Beis HaMikdash, the people were stunned. Did Rabbi Yechenem ben Zakkai really think that the Beis HaMikdash would remain destroyed for so long that it's worth making a legislation to remember it? They were hoping the Beis HaMikdash would be rebuilt any day. Why are you making a legislation as if this is a permanent status that we got to remember it? And therefore, Rabbi Yechenem ben Zakkai made a second legislation which is linked. It's almost a rebuttal. It's a result of the first. The first takana regarding Lulav is that we got to remember the Beis HaMikdash because this might be in for a long time. The second legislation that the day of the 16th should be prohibited for the entire day is because Meheira Yibane HaMikdash Rabbi Yechenem ben Zakkai said, No, I agree. It's imminent that the Beis HaMikdash may be rebuilt, and therefore we're worried already about the transition to that new status of the third Beis HaMikdash, that a person shouldn't eat the new crop 
from sunrise, but rather should wait until such time that either that day has expired or, more hopefully, the Omer will actually have been brought. Yeshe thank you for joining.